Hey friends, welcome back to Real Life Marriage, where I'm your host, Candace Mummert. And on a great day, my husband, Aaron, joins me as the co-host. Whether I'm sharing tidbits and encouragement or interviewing people brave enough to share what goes on behind closed doors in their marriage, it's all for the goal of strengthening marriages. We're glad you joined us as we unpack the good, the bad, and everything in between when it comes to real life marriage. Welcome back to Real Life Marriage. We're excited that you are with us today. Uh, I am about to introduce you to Isaac and Stacy Ingram, who are friends of mine from church. And I don't know their whole story yet, but I'm excited to hear it because I know that they have a passion for, you know, just sharing all that they've learned and how they know to love one another and I think it's a pretty exciting journey. So let's dig in. And to kick things off, I would like for you guys to actually introduce each other. This is my wife, Stacy. She's the, the mother of our children and um, one of the most amazing women I know and my best friend. And I hope that uh, she has a lot of good stuff for you guys tonight. Awesome. All right. Stacy, how would you introduce Isaac? My husband, Isaac, is an amazing man, um, father, husband. Um, just an all-around interesting man once you get to know him. Um, so I'm excited for him to share what God's put on his heart tonight. And what are some of your passions during the day, work, family, travel, anything? What are some of your passions? I just have a passion for being creative, and it's really awesome that we get to do that together. Um, most days we get to work together side by side. I like to be outside and we like to cruise together and vacations, be with our family. And has it always been that way? Have you guys always been able to work together and do these creative ventures together? I would say probably not. Um, when our older kids, when they were younger, we um, we both had regular jobs. I mean, I've, I've always owned a business, but she was pretty busy. She worked for the school district and stuff, and so she was out pretty late and I got to be with the kids a lot more than, than she did back in those days. And usually on the weekends is when we would be able to hang out together. And I think we redid our house probably 30 times before we started <laughs> helping other people with their house. So we, we did it. We've always enjoyed working together. But we just now in the last few years, I've been able to do it on a more permanent basis. Yeah. And you guys have a business called The Junkin' Queen, right? Yes. Yes, ma'am. You have an amazing eye for refinishing furniture and decor and what else am i leaving other things out no i think you pretty much nailed it yeah we we work together on all of it i mean i'm creative too but i'm not necessarily into furniture as much as i am just being able to make my mark on something (laughs) yeah and you mentioned kids how many kids are there there are five children we have um a blended family so our oldest is 24, Isaac's oldest. Um, then there's a 22-year-old girl. And then I have a 24-year-old girl, 21-year-old son, and an 11, we have an 11-year-old um, boy together that's still at home. Okay. <laughs> and two okay. grandbabies. <laughs> <laughs> and you have grandbabies too, right? Yes, a three-year-old and a one-year-old. Oh, how sweet. I love seeing your posts and pictures when you're loving on those babies. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> okay, so tell us how you met. 
So we met years ago at church. And at that time, I was going through a divorce from my first marriage. So I was um, a single mom at the time with my two children. And Isaac um, was a single dad to his son. So we just dated for a few months. And then after my divorce was final. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> Four months is, that, is, is what, how long we dated, actually. Before you were married? Yes. Oh, my goodness. So it was pretty quick that you guys realized you had something special that was worth fighting for and working on. Oh, yeah. Um, and 17 years later, we're still together. <laughs> awesome. And do you think that part of what drew you to each other initially was the fact that you were both single parents and you could relate in that way? Actually, I don't know what it was because, I mean, at the time when and I, I had been single a single dad for six years, or almost seven years. And I was in church and I was helping on a worship team uh, in uh, Lake Worth. And I was, but I would go on Sundays to church where she went to church and I just happened to meet her there. Our kids were in uh, Sunday school together. I don't know, we went out one night and we kind of hit it off after that. So it was pretty much mutual for both of you from the get-go. Yes. Yes. Now, were people around you a little bit startled that you were going to get married so soon, or did everybody fully support and see it coming? Um, there, yeah, there were some skeptics, I think. And <laughs> <laughs> um, just in the modern day world, you know, oh, you, you know, you just got out of a, a marriage and now yeah. you get married again, but it's been worth the fight for sure. So tell me some of the mountain highs and valley lows that you guys have journeyed through together as husband and wife? Man, there's been a lot. Starters, it's, it's kind of hard because I grew up in a house with four children, so I was, I was used to having kids and being around kids and blending the families to me. I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit more, um, I, I just seem to, I, I just take the lead. I, I just seem to do that no matter what I'm doing. I just say, this is the way things are going to be. And I was young at the time and, and I was like, at, at, at our house, I'm dad and she's mom. I don't, I don't care what we have going on outside of that. But I just wanted to try to make our family feel like when they were there, that we were there for them no matter what. I wasn't t trying to take their dad's place. But at the same time, it was the respect of being called dad at my house. That's kind of the way that I saw it then. Mm -hmm. And it, it did seem like for years and years, and I mean, even through the teenage years of our older kids that, if we were having a good time, they tried to figure out a way to make it not so good. <laughs> mm. So um, those were those were a lot of a lot of hard things. But as time goes on, I mean, we've we've seen God not only change us and change the you know me me especially just learning how to hear hear our children and, and learn to listen to them and and hear their hearts versus just do what I say not as I do kind of parenting as, as I did when I was in my twenties, you know? Yeah. So um, what's a lesson that you th would say that you've learned that you could pass along to someone who is uh, working on a newly blended family? Man, I, honest, honestly, I could, I would say that we, we, at the time we probably felt like we were doing everything right. And I think most young parents do feel like they're, they're handling everything the correct way, especially mm -hmm. if they're, if they're in, you know, serving the Lord and trying to hear his voice and, and just, you know, letting the Holy Spirit lead the family. I mean, 
that's the main thing to me. If, if you're listening to God and you're, you're walking with him daily, you're not going to have a whole lot of trouble making wise decisions. And I would say that every single time that I was probably falling short in that area is times that I made mistakes that I regret. <laughs> yeah. Tell me, tell me a way that through the years you guys have learned to love one another better. I would say that we, uh, one, one of the biggest life changers I think for us was listen, uh, just listening to the uh, Jimmy Evans videos on YouTube, actually. We didn't get a chance to go to any of his classes, but we watched all the videos about marriage and stuff. And I think that changed everything for me, especially. I was kind of like the average male that I wanted to have my man cave and I wanted to have my hot rod cars and, and, and do my, my rock and roll bands and all that stuff. And still trying to be a dad and, and just trying to have my fun and, you know, my cake and eat it too, kind of. Uh-huh. Just after learning, after listening to him and him talking about just sacrificing yourself for your wife and, and, uh, loving your wife as Christ loved the church really, I mean, just that whole time, just as we went through that together, I watched her change a lot and I changed a lot in that. I mean, it's kind of how I started helping her with her business. I never would have done that in the past. And actually, I worked for a few years to get her to a place where she could actually quit her job and spend more time with the kids. That's what I really wanted her to do. And once she got, we got to that place financially where she was able to do that, she started this business with the furniture. And at the, at the, at the beginning of that, I was like kind of not happy with it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I wanted you to spend more time with the kids, and now you're gone all the time painting furniture, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and so at, after watching those videos and stuff, it, it was like God just used Jimmy Evans and his message about marriage to teach me to put in my time and pour into my, my wife rather than to pour into the things that I wanted to do for me and, and the selfish things that I, I want to do. So I, I feel like I've learned to love her better by just giving her every part of my day and, and everything that she wants to try to get done or, I mean, just help her with it. And in the process, have you seen that healthy cycle start where you're not just feeling like you're sacrificing all the time or that everything is about her, but that, and you even mentioned earlier that she was, you were seeing changes in her as well, but just kind of like you started that healthy cycle and then she was loving you in new and better ways and you were communicating in new, better ways and, and, it just started that healthy cycle as you were sacrificing for the better of your marriage. Yeah, I, I immediately, it was, it was kind of like, because I, I do landscaping and stuff, I kind of look at it like watering a tree. If you don't water it, it's going to, it's going to, you know, die on you. Mm-hmm. And, and it's easy for that to happen in a marriage. And as I started to pour my time into something that she was interested in, rather than doing selfish things, it, it was watching her bloom and watching her open up to me more and, and, to really become the wife that any man would would hope to have, you know. And so That's awesome. At, at this point in our marriage now, I mean, I, I tell everybody that she's my best friend more than even my wife. I mean, it's having a wife is amazing, but having a best friend that you can talk to about anything, and like we work together every day, so it's I mean, we pretty much know everything about each other. We think for each other most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> Honey, I'm tired of thinking today. Can you take over? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Stacey, what's a story or a season that you would want to share with us? Yeah, I guess like a few years after um, Isaac and I got married, we um, felt like the Lord wanted us to have open up our home for a Bible study. We had a lot of kids in our neighborhood and um, 
they didn't have, you know, both parents or they live with their grandparent or whatever in our neighborhood. So it was, you know, predominantly low income um, neighborhood. And so the kids were always at our house anyway. So we were like, hey, let's open open up our home for a Bible study. Yeah. And so um, every Wednesday night we would um, have like 30 children in our living room. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, there was some rough kids. You know, you'd have to put things up and make sure things were put away and and which that we just you know that's just what we did uh-huh. and so um i'd make whatever hot dogs or i would feed them every wednesday and we'd play games something to be silly who can eat the most sardines or just something silly you know just that they wanted <laughs> to challenge each other i went to sam's and we get this big thing of candy and so it was a fun you know what i mean just just telling them, them about the lord and so we got to the point where they would just raise their hand and praise the Lord. I want to jump in real quick. It was kind of funny because, you know, you got 30 kids in your living room and I would pull out the guitar and start playing. And when we first started this, these kids would like go, they'd just be staring at me (laughs) and never hearing worship songs or any of that before. And they're just staring at me. And then I would finish the song and they'd be like, we don't listen to music like this. <laughs> like, well, that's what we're going to listen to during Bible study. We're going to play this music, and we're going. And so we just taught them how to worship, and man, it to see the the neighborhood change at that time was just amazing. Wow, yeah. that's awesome. It was really crazy. We had one family that had a whole bunch of kids that had mom, and so we had they had all moved away and everything. And a few years ago, Isaac was at a property, and one of the boys that would hardly ever come, he would only come like to eat. The other, the other boys would come, but he would be like, yeah, I'm just going to play games or whatever. And he would sneak off during worship in the message. Like he'd be like, I got to go home. Yeah. And so Isaac was at one of his properties and this guy was like, say, say, is your name Isaac? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Who are you? And he's like, Hey, you know, I'm so-and-so. And Isaac told me that the next or that afternoon that I took a picture with him and sent it to him. And I was like, oh, my gosh. He was like, I'm um, a deacon in my church now. And it, it was just amazing. Like, Just knowing that we played a part in, wow. in him finding Jesus. That's that's the biggest thing. that we, If we can do that for anybody, that's that's really what we're about. Absolutely. How many years passed before you saw him? Um, he was probably around 14 when, I, when we stopped seeing them because – we moved or whatever and close to 30 now oh my gosh that's amazing yeah and today actually before i left work i was in the same area and i ran into one of the other kids who used to come over and have bible study with us and he was telling me he's in his 30s too and he goes to church wow so So was that bible study happening in your home before you had your son together between the two of you yes and so was he Planned? I don't know how to say that nicer. He was very planned. Okay. Yeah, I basically call him my miracle baby because I had my tubes untied to have him. <gasps> Later, I was pregnant with him. So, <laughs> wow. There was no, there was no guarantee for him. And then a month later, yeah, God was like, here you go. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. that's awesome. Yes. <laughs> I like to, um, when there's big gaps like that, I like to call those the dessert babies. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he, he is definitely there. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, you mentioned earlier that you were had some rock and roll days. 
Isaac? Yes, ma'am. Did that ever cause frustrations in your marriage? I don't know. Um, my wife used to come home and bring in, from bringing the kids home from school, and the living room would be basically be our jam room. <laughs> Until all hours of the night? No, not not late, but it would be. I mean, most of us were were grown men and had our had jobs and stuff, but we would get together around three o'clock. So the time that they would get home from school, we'd be the whole room would have drums and. Yeah, the furniture would be rearranged. We'd have to walk over cords going in the front door. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> did you in, did you enjoy that, Stacy, or was that like a, a spot of contention between the two of you sometimes? Um, sometimes it was kind of annoying, but he enjoyed it, and it wasn't that big of a deal. We've not really ever really been contentious with each other. I mean, if she's into something, if I, if it bothered me, I'd voice it, it bothered me, but I would see how much she likes something or she would see how much I like something and we'd figure out a way to make it work together. That's awesome. What's the hardest part of working together every day? I think it's because sometimes I talk to her like she's a guy on the crew versus my wife. I'll probably talk oh. to her <laughs> <laughs> than I would on an everyday basis, yeah. Do you just look at him sideways, Stacy, or how do you respond to that? Oh, yes. Sometimes I'm like, hey, why are you talking to me like that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'll say that, and then I realize, oh, wow, I am kind of getting a little hard here. <laughs> and you guys travel a lot for work and for fun, right? Yes. We try to. No. <laughs> You're travel buddies. Yes, we love to travel. I mean, it, since day one, I mean, I... We didn't have our honeymoon. We're not big planners, or she used to be, but I'm not. I'm very spur of the moment. I would come in for a weekend and just say that we're going out of town, and they'd have to pack real quick, and we're gone. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, but, I mean, at first it bothered her, but she got used to it, and now she's on board with it. I, our honeymoon wasn't even planned. We started out thinking we were going to drive to Mexico, and we ended up going the opposite direction and going to Arkansas and Oklahoma and Louisiana all in one week. So yeah, just, just we just like to be on the road and like to see different sites and meet new people and we just like to go. All right. Well, is there any other season that you would want to share and encourage people with or lesson or anything that we haven't touched on at all? I know that um, there was a season in our life that's the, our three older children that lived at home with us, um, went through their teenage years and things happen and they get into arguments and just stuff happens in life or whatever. And we had sold our house at that time that we had lived in for 13 years, I guess. We're looking for another home. And so, um, around that time, our kids had just graduated and they really weren't speaking to each other basically. Um, and it was really, really hard. My younger son had went and lived with his father and from my first marriage. And so it was just Isaac and myself and Cannon. My daughter went to live with my mother and the older son went to live with his grandmother. So it was just me and Cannon and Isaac. And we lived in a camper at this time because we were working a lot and traveling a lot. And it just, and just to clarify, Cannon is the son between the two of you. Yes. Yes. And so, you know, at that time, it was just, it was a really, really hard time. You know, we just threw ourselves into work and, uh, you know, gone every weekend. Um, we were um, come home late Sunday night and leave again on Thursday, just working. Mm -hmm. 
you know, just it's really hard for as it was hard for Isaac and I, you know, as parents to think, you know, you know, these are our children, you know, they can't even be around each other, you know, they can't, you know, just it was it was a really hard time and you know we would just pour ourselves into the Lord and just pray for them and I kept hearing the Lord say you know your family is going to be whole again Mm. so I believe that um I believe that with all my heart you know I knew it was was really a time for both of us just to let go and I mean our kids had gotten to the place in their life where they had their own jobs they were wanting to live the way that they wanted to live and it was just a rough time for both of us because we had to learn to let go and the easiest way to let go is just not not be around and to, to see the things mm. that they're doing because I mean that was my biggest thing like if you're gonna live that life that's fine I've lived it and you're you're no you're going nowhere with it but if you want to live that life that's fine but I'm not I don't want to be a part of it that's yeah. kind of the way that we dealt with it at the time and uh, we just we prayed for them and we as we let go it was it was hard when we were when we did see them but it was easier when we were away and stuff we weren't thinking about it as much but we did we did pray for him and we did believe that god was going to do something and so so then um right before her birthday last year she called me one day and she said she wasn't feeling well and i said man you're pregnant i was joking but i kind of had this feeling already oh guys this story is not over but the episode is so stay tuned to hear the rest of isaac and stacy's love story Thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute to leave a review and share it with a friend to be part of strengthening marriages. Until next time, be sure you're loving on relationships.